0: Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to talk about just random stuff. He's got a huge beef with Harley-Davidson, and it's warranted. And also, we'll talk about automatic motorcycles and what we're doing for Christmas. So, stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary. Quite incredible, quite unlike anything you may have experienced in your life.
1: Shut up and sit sit down. down.
0: Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Here's a topic that we hope to never have to talk about, motorcycle accidents. Well, unfortunately, they do happen, and that's why we recommend the Skilled Motorcycle Accident Lawyers at Schmidt Law Firm. They can help you through the difficult aftermath of an accident and fight for you so that you have the best chance to receive the maximum compensation for economic and non-economic losses. So if you've been in a motorcycle accident and need a firm that will fight for you, then contact Schmidt Law Firm today at 816-400-1000 for a free consultation. You can also find them online at kansascitylawyers.com. Put the Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. I don't know what's wearing out faster, me or my bike. What I do know is that if your bike needs maintenance, then you need to go to Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. Their red level technicians can keep you rolling. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides, all with excellent financing options. So give them a call at 479-751-7022 or find them online at heartlandhonda.com. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me as always is Randy Little-Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. He's got his adult beverage in hand. He's all bundled up because it is colder than hell on this Christmas morning.
1: That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Kind of like calling the big guy tiny. Tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing here. I see I see how your flow is today. Well, I'm trying
0: to be clever, and it this doesn't seem to be working all that well. <laughs> Son,
1: there's many things that you aren't, and clever is one of them.
0: Yeah. So, what did you do last week? Same shit, shit different day?
1: Oh, yeah. Bought a different truck we was going to get there. Got a
0: new truck. Of course, as everybody that listens to us knows, Randy has a problem. Uh, We thought about an intervention.
1: Many problems.
0: Uh, One of his biggest problems, he can't hang on to anything. He's got to buy and sell. Yep. So what did you get?
1: I got another Dodge diesel. It's uh, The
0: only difference is it's a different color. No, goodness And it's not a dually. It's newer,
1: lower miles, not a dually. It's lifted. Um, It's a high option truck like all my other ones have been, but it's just a different flavor right now. So let me
0: ask you about the lifted part. Yeah. You don't go four-wheeling. So to speak. The most dirt driving you do is down your (laughs) drive or down my my dirt road. Are you
1: trying to tell me that my truck is a pavement queen now? It
0: is. And so, why do you get a lifted truck when you've got to have a ladder to get up in it? No, you do not.
1: You might. You need a ladder to get onto the toilet. That's true. (laughs) Old ass man. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's just, like I said, I'm not a rich guy, so there's always shit that I want. I can't have them all at the same time, so I just go through the list of stuff I want, and then as soon as I'm done, I'll probably die. So, how long have you had it? Uh, A week or two.
0: And do you still like it? Yeah. Or are you thinking about the next one?
1: Nah, no. Right now I've got a handful of things I want to do to this one and we'll see if we can turn it and make a little bit of money. Hmm. So I've started this venture a long time ago. I mean, a lot of guys live in the the payment world, you know, like buy a new vehicle, have an $800 payment for years and years and years. So I guess I started this when I was, gosh, 21, 22. My goal was to continuously buy, sell and trade up. So every so often, you know, I've I've worked my way up to buying expensive trucks, never having a payment, pay cash for them, nice trucks. Um, I haven't had a truck payment in, I don't know, or a car payment, me personally, in probably 15 years, So I think, something like that. So my idea is to continuously buy the right vehicle, buy it at the right price, do a handful of things to it, and then sell it and then buy a, another higher-level truck or vehicle or whatever it might be and continuously working my way up. Do you still have that low-rider Cadillac? Oh, man, it what pains a me. It was a 60, and I sold it a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, to a guy out of Louisiana, believe it or not.
0: Came all the way up from Louisiana to buy that?
1: Yeah, it was kind of a shit story, truthfully. So I listed it, got a shit ton of... E- you know, messages, phone calls, texts, and all that crap on the car. Oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. So I had a list, you know, I'm I'm kind of a big believer in, you know, first come first serve, but you know, if someone puts dibs on it. So what I always do is you put a deposit down, I'll hold the vehicle until our agreed upon date. So in this case, um, this guy from Louisiana wanted to come look at it. I had no idea where he was from, so I'm like, shit, yeah, come on and take a look at it, whatever. So we set up a date for him to come look at it. And I, you know, was very upfront. I was like, look, you know, I'm, I'm in the market to sell, not hold. So, you know, it's going to stay listed until someone comes and buys it. First person that shows up with money or puts a deposit down and gets it fully aware of that. A couple hours later, a guy from Tulsa calls me and says, Hey, you know, I want that car. So he cash apps, or I think we use PayPal sent a big deposit. I'm like, all right, cool. Market is pending. And I told that guy, I was like, look, I always mark him as pending so I don't lose interest into it in case you don't show up or whatever, you know. I don't want to lose the ability to sell the vehicle if you don't pan out. He was completely cool with it, so I marked it as pending. Well, the guy from Louisiana thought it was for him. Big mistake.
0: But he did not send a deposit.
1: No, he did not send a deposit. Uh uh-huh. Didn't contact me again, didn't do anything. Well, let's see here. It was... uh late November, I guess is what it was. He was supposed to come look at the vehicle on a Saturday. Well, Friday evening, he texts me like eight o'clock at night and he says, Hey, I'm three hours away. I'll be there, you know, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, no dude, I took a deposit on it. Like it's, it's sold. And he kind of freaks out a little bit. And then he tells me he's from Louisiana. He flew up here. He's supposed to come and pick the vehicle up because you know, he wanted to buy it. I'm like, you should have said so. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very upfront, transparent about everything. So he's a little bit peeved, but understands just kind of sucks that he flew up here. So December 3rd was the pickup date for this other guy, right? Thursday, he texts me and said, Hey, you know, I might have a buddy that's willing to come and pick the vehicle up tomorrow a day early. Is that cool with you? And I said, shit, yeah. No problem. So Friday morning I text him. It's like 10 o'clock and I'm like, hey, do you have any idea what time he's gonna be here? I just want to make sure that I'm available whenever he's ready to come up. And he says, I don't know. I'll have to get a hold of him and I'll let you know. Then never heard anything out of him, not a word.
0: And he did put a deposit
1: down. He put a deposit down. So a couple more times Friday I message him. Saturday I message him. Late Saturday I'm like, I called him. Facebook messaged him and text messaged him. I'm like, look, dude, like I need to know something. I'm, I'm going to move on if you don't, you know, get get in touch with me. Sunday comes through, nothing. So I messaged the guy back from Louisiana and I told him uh, this is, I told him I would put him at the top of the list because he was already invested into it. blah, 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 blah. No big deal. So Sunday night he's like, yeah, I'm still interested. Let's figure this thing out. So all week, the following week, after I would messaged a guy from Louisiana, we're obviously at a big difference. He's from Louisiana. We're from Missouri. So we're running down the paperwork shit. You know, how's this got to work? He's got to have it notarized so that he can actually license it in Louisiana because they won't accept anything without a notary. And he's going to send a shipping company. So right away, I'm like, okay, this is bullshit too. You know, I'm just, every, every time someone says that or whatever, you know, it's usually it's a scam. So I'm getting very apprehensive. Shipping company was supposed to be there possibly on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Still nothing. So I'm like, look, dude, if you're fucking with me, just tell me. I don't give a shit. I'll move on. And he's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I tell you what, if they can't come get it by Friday, I'll come up and get it myself. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. So Thursday he messaged me and says, hey, like they don't have a driver. They can't fit it because it's so big. I'm on my way. I said, okay, yeah. And lo and behold, that mother trucker drives straight up from Louisiana in a truck and a shit ass trailer. And we get to do all the paperwork that I've been stressing about all week in person, sell it, help him load it up, talk for a while, sign all the paperwork. He's on and about his way. That dude drove up from Louisiana, bought the car and then drove straight back. It's like a 23 hour round trip, something like that. Yeah. And he did it all straight. So what happened to the guy? In, uh, I don't know. Never heard anything out of him. And he did not get his deposit refunded? Negative. I don't do that bullshit. I like that. I And it seems callous. And did you contact,
0: or try to contact him and let him know it was sold?
1: Nope. You know, if you don't have the common decency to take care of your end when I'd done everything on my end, I don't know you shit, you know? I like that. Anyway... And he was fully well aware. Like I draw up a contract, I write it all up. We're both well aware of the situation and what goes on. And I told him, I said, "Look, I do a non-refundable deposit. It's non-refundable because, and we do it for an amount that you don't want to just lose. You know, it's not like a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks yeah. anymore is like fifty cents. You know, it's it's fucking nothing. So anyway, by so the I,
0: way, those beers a hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> 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 that will be a dollar." <laughs>
1: So anyway, you know, like I said, just crazy, dude. Never really had that happen before. I've had it happen one time on a motorcycle. Guy put a deposit down and then just never showed up. And, you know, sorry, but I'm not about, I'm in the market to sell, not hold, like I said. So um, I never sell it before our closing date, basically. And then after that, you know, you lost your opportunity to buy it. You lost your deposit. You lost everything.
0: So you made out like a fat cat, so...
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: But it's it's never feels good to make out fun of like a fat cat for somebody else's stupidity.
1: No, it really doesn't. Like I was you know, I don't stress too much. The older I get, the more I stress for whatever reason. But like I was freaked out. Like I was like, man, this freaking sucks. I hate this. You know, yeah. I, I don't like it. But just business is business.
0: Well, this episode we're gonna just basically do some random bullshit. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is automatic motorcycles. Like yours? Mine is um you know that's fair statement it's not so much an automatic it's just auto clutch
1: yeah you know like when you're you still have to shift the gears when you're first learning to ride a motorcycle you have one of those
0: yeah a honda trail 90
1: (laughs) or a go-kart or something like that but it
0: works sweet
1: Yeah, yeah yeah
0: so these are actually automatic like a car you put it in drive and go yeah um there's a list of top 10 now i was looking through this list and have omitted a couple of them because they're not motorcycles.
1: <laughs> I could already tell you right now what those are. Then. What are they? They have to be the KM, the Spider, or yeah. whatever, whatever model of Spider it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you mean a Spider or a Slingshot? They're not motorcycles? No. Or a uh, Vanderhall? Never? No. no. Not motorcycles? I think they're sold as motorcycles, though, right?
0: They are. They lie. There's no such thing as truth in advertising anymore. You know, that used to be a law. Yeah. You could get in serious trouble for advertising something that isn't so. Now, what is it? They call it my truth. My
1: truth. I hashtag, hashtag my truth.
0: <laughs> as soon as somebody looks me in the eye and says it's my truth, the conversation is done. Mm-hmm. I'm done listening. I don't hear another word they say.
1: Black is black and white is white.
0: That's right. That happens with age.
1: Uh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly.
0: So some of the bikes that are on this list, I know you're going to like. It's because the first one is the Harley Livewire.
1: Yeah, buddy. The Roadster. That sucker is. It's different, but I I freaking, I kind of dig it. I really kind of do. Yeah, I would like to ride one just
0: once, just to see what an electric bike is like, the the instant torque.
1: Yeah, yeah. Note that that's the only electric bike on the list too, correct?
0: No, no, it's not. Uh, Let's look through here the list. The other one uh, the Honda Goldwing tour DCT. Yeah. I could see that one uh being auto because mostly for old people.
1: <laughs> glad you went <laughs> glad you went there. I've actually worked on a handful of those in the shop and I mean it's it's weird, you know, selecting your gear and then going, but they're freaking smooth, dude. Are they? They really are and their shift points like you really don't even notice when it's shifting. No shit. Like, it shifts very, very well. Even smoother than in a car. Yes, I would have to say
0: so. I'd like to try that. Okay, the other one on the list is... We're just going to omit because it's the Can-Am spider. <laughs> I did not realize this. Honda Africa Twin, the yeah. Adventure Sport ES DCT. Yeah, dude. I didn't know they had an
1: automatic. Yep. It's a relatively... Big, big Africa Twin fan. Me too. God dang, me too. It is pretty cool, and I... I That's the only spot where I can really see I'm like, okay, I I could see having an automatic when you're talking about off roading adventure riding where you're up hills kind of half ass rock climbing at sometimes I can see we're having an automatic or selectable, you know, an electric shift or the DCT where it will like they do it on their four wheelers. You can have the ES where you push a button and it actually shifts for you shift it with the push of a button. Or you can select DCT where you literally just put it in gear and it'll shift everything up for you. So I can see the benefit in that in an adventure model motorcycle.
0: Mm. Here's another bike that is an electric bike. And I'm going to say that uh, I'm calling stupid because on my part, I've never even heard of this company. It's called a Zero FXE commuter
1: electric bike. We've talked about the zero bikes before when we were talking, we didn't, See, this is
0: the part of getting old.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Did we? So we, when we were talking about the live wire, when it was coming out and yeah. about how it's so revolutionary and it's like, no, not really. You know, zero has been making dirt bikes, motorcycles, all that stuff for a while that were electric. So another bike,
0: Honda Navi, the mini moto. The now mini these moto. bikes, they make me harken back to a day with the, the old drag racing days and the reason how do you get
1: that out of that motorcycle
0: because it's a tiny little bike almost like a shriner's motorcycle
1: and that's equated to drag
0: racing well if you go if you back in the day you used to go to the drag races yeah and they would have these little hondas and stuff like that that they would the pit bikes bikes. yeah
1: (laughs) yeah okay okay It it just reminds me, like, I I imagine some dude in his brown lace-up boots and his skinny jeans with his flannel on and with his, like, little curly-Q mustache. And that's what I think of when I see that bike, is some kind of new-age hipster riding around his city.
0: Well, here's another electric bike that I, again, never heard of. It's called the Enegra, E-N-E-R-G, Energy Ka Ego Superbike. They're calling it a superbike. And to look at it, it looks like a uh, you know, big horsepower superbike, but it's electric. Have you ever heard of uh, this?
1: No, I don't think I actually
0: have. I don't zero to sixty in two point six seconds. That's relatively good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll set you back. Yeah. And a maximum speed of hundred and fifty miles an hour. So it's electric, so you'll get a hundred and fifty miles an hour for ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know.
1: Then your recharge time. Then it's time to recharge. <laughs> Yeah,
0: liquid cooling system. I have to look more into that bike. That's different. Another kind of a sport adventure bike that Honda puts out the is the NC 750X. Yeah. yeah. DCT. Yep. Have you ever been across one of those? Yeah,
1: actually worked on them. Not the not the automatic one, but I've had. They make a a regular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, within the past couple months, I've worked on one of those. They're pretty neat. Uh, I mean, I say neat. They're kind of just kitschy cool. They are what they are. Kind of a lightweight bike in my mind. I would have to put a, a label to it. It's kind of like a beginner adventure bike, so to speak. Yeah. It, it's not like the Africa Twin or the all the But if you're a small Pan-America. person,
0: physically, a small stature.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they ride nice. They ride smooth. Um, the guy that I, my customer that has it, he doesn't do much of any off-roading. It's just down a gravel road is about it. But yeah.
0: And the last on the list is the Honda Rebel 1100 DCT. (laughs) I did not know that the Rebel put out an automatic bike.
1: I knew that they had done that uh, when they were kind of revitalizing the Rebel line within the past few years. Now they make multiple sizes in them.
0: I have to admit, I I have not tried it. I would like to ride one of these Honda Rebel 1100s very small bike uh yeah. very lightweight yeah and they shoehorned in an
1: 1100cc engine yeah you that's would, gotta have some uh, zip to it you would think in like the hot rodger spectrum of that it's like big motor lightweight fast there's still a honda rebel <laughs> i'm not gonna lie really have you ridden one the 1100s i've ridden one of them which now granted Take it with a grain of salt. They do make more power than their 250 and their 500. Granted, they they definitely do. And they are very lightweight. But I'm a 6'3", 250-pound man. It just it feels like I'm wearing a thong, it, truthfully.
0: Wait, uh, that's a visual that I don't even want to think yeah, about. Yeah, but
1: you'll be thinking about it for a while. <laughs> oh, no, uh-huh. shit. <laughs> Not to knock them. I mean, they're exactly what they are. They are a lightweight, bigger CC. See, like my big issue with the... 250 to 500 is well again if
0: you're a smaller stature individual that's yeah, going to be a hard yeah.
1: it's it's great for that exactly you're 100 percent right um the like i was going to say the bigger issue for me for the smaller ones was is i felt like they were dangerous because they just aren't fast you know we live in a time now where yes the speed limit is 60 about everywhere it's 60 but now we're getting more and more four lanes you know all these Rule roads turned into more of a four lane to streamline everything. You got to be able to do seventy five, eighty miles an hour consistently. Get out of the way or get ran over. Exactly. Could you ever
0: see yourself having owning an autobike? <laughs> no. You like the the feel of going through the gears?
1: Yeah, shifting gears, banging. <laughs> I could I could definitely not see myself owning an automatic motorcycle. Okay, just, and
0: just to be clear, mine is not an automatic. Eh. You have to shift the gears. Do you not?
1: You have to shift the gears on a Africa twin in the ES portion that's of it. That's true.
0: You just don't have to pull the clutch. Right. So and I prefer to pull the clutch, but with this uh I Bet you
1: do. You like pulling everything.
0: Ah, shut up. Really, it only took one beer. <laughs> you ain't even got through the second one. I'm just You're already,
1: I'm just, just amped up, up on you. my shit talking. It just yeah, Merry that's Christmas. <laughs> oh Yes, please.
0: So, when you came in today, you grabbed your beer. One of the first things out of your mouth was you were pissed off at Harley Davidson. Please elaborate. I'm begging you.
1: I'd rather not.
0: Go ahead. The floor is yours, sir.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily Harley or just modern times, but. Let's
0: not go down that tangent because I can fill an hour.
1: So, my heart is breaking just slightly. Now, I completely understand what this all is and what it's all about.
0: If you're mentioning it, you're tore up about it.
1: A little bit. A little bit. I don't believe that I'm the only one. Um, so, don't I can't even begin to pronounce these names by no means. But Harley has recently joined... Wait, v- drum roll. <laughs> joined venture with a Chinese company. Nice. Yep. I've always said, don't buy Chinese shit. Uh, now I'm hurt. Buy Japanese.
0: Elaborate. Jap-
1: Japanese is great, but... Japanese bikes are awesome. So Harley's just recently joined venture with a big major manufacturing company in China to produce, in collaboration with this company, Chinese motorcycles. Branded as a Harley.
0: That's a podcast. Nobody can see the ja.
1: ginormous shit-eating grin on my face. Man, it, it just... <laughs> I'm almost sick about it.
0: Now, granted, oh,
1: here we go. Here comes the excuse. I hope to God they never bring these to the States. They will never go here. Oh, in the you States. know, they will. They will money l- cost. They will lose money. Hand over fist. If they try to bring those and sell them here in the States, 100% guaranteed. They've got somebody at Harley corporate that is so woke. That they're going
0: to get their way and these things will will enter into the streamline of the American market.
1: I truthfully do not see it. And here's the reason why. Let me back up for one second. So what it is, is it's their X350 and X500. What they are doing is building these motorcycles in China with a Chinese company branded as a Harley. Now, granted, Harley's going to have its stipulations. It's got to look a certain way, have certain things. It is, uh, for for what I want to say, it is this Chinese is using their stroke, but Harley's bore and some other things like that. Anyway, they are solely right now based for the Asia market. Now, I remember years back, we had a Harley plant here it's in Kansas City. always how it starts. Yeah. We had a, <laughs> F what you heard, kid. Uh, we had a plant here in Kansas City and it shut down and everybody was pissed because- uh-huh. They shut it down and went to uh, Thailand, I think, or something like that. Yeah,
0: I remember that, actually.
1: The reason for that was, was they were going to move that plant over there to produce motorcycles and parts for that region. Because import tax and import costs are just so freaking high. When you try to build something here, make something here, take it over there and sell it. But that makes my point. That
0: was the original intent. And yet, at the end of the day, after a period, those parts end up here. Well... You were saying that uh, the parts uh, over in uh, Thailand Mm -hmm. were intended for bikes in that region. Yes. But they end up sending those parts back to the U.S. to incorporate into the bikes that are built here. Uh I mean, it always flows that way. I get what you're saying.
1: I see. It starts out with good intent. I see what you're saying. But it
0: ends up that way. And with the China thing, it's going to end up that way, too. And here's my beef with that. Harley-Davidson is a world-renowned, solid, American-owned company.
1: Yeah, their soapbox is very, very built on that. How can you
0: put money in the pockets of China with everything going on nowadays with China?
1: That's the big uproar about Harley guys, too.
0: Harley-Davidson, that's bullshit. Yep,
1: that is the big deal.
0: And that's capital letters bullshit.
1: So what they're trying to do is spread their money around the world. Mm-hmm. And say, they're we, trying to line their pockets a little oh, better. Yeah. It's, it's always about money. So they're trying to build motorcycles for the Asia market that meets the Asia market needs and wants and demands. And to reduce the cost on them, they are partnering with a Chinese company under Harley rules, regulations, restrictions, whatever they are going to produce a motorcycle that looks like a Harley built like a Harley, so to speak in China for the Asia market. So, It's not necessarily that they're building these bikes for Americans over in China and then shipping those bikes back over here. Like, that's not what it is. They have partnered with a company to have somebody on the ground, have their cheap manufacturing, all their bullshit over there, reduce the cost of manufacturing, and then produce these motorcycles to be sold in the Asia market. Because in Asia, a big twin, like only the richest of the rich, can own one because they're freaking expensive over there. They're expensive here too, but it's astronomically expensive to own a big twin outside of America. It really is. Like people talk about a touring bike being $30,000 here. Well, that same motorcycle there is like $80,000. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know the exact numbers, but so now they're producing a economical, we'll say price point in a small CC motorcycle over there for those people. That's what they're doing. They're freaking putting another foothold in another country. Now, the reason why I say it will never go over here is if you remember, which back in the, well, I guess it'd be the 60s, they tried all these small CCs, 125, 175, right, some sort of that bullshit. Right. It never they really, all failed. Yeah, it never really caught on, never really did anything. It was a it was a floundering attempt to to make more money and venture into new markets to really help keep the company afloat. Flash forward... Harley made the the 550 and 750 street. It was a small CC commuter style motorcycle for here in the States. And they flopped bigger than shit. Like nobody bought them. I remember I actually sold a, uh, a 550 street. I think, no, it was, I, let me back up. It was a 750 street. A guy literally won it. Okay, at a raffle, he's a race car driver. He this <laughs> some dealership gave this motorcycle away to be raffled off because they couldn't sell it on their floor. The guy that won it, it was seventy five hundred dollar, eight thousand dollar bike, new, had fourteen miles on it, and I sold it for thirty five hundred bucks. Like, really, that's how bad it was. Like I could not give it couldn't away.
0: Heck, not give it away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's the reason why I say if they try to bring those to the states, they'll never sell never go. You'll you'll sell a little bit.
0: So when they do, can we go ahead and circle back around to this conversation? All right,
1: Jensaki. Yeah, you can circle back.
0: Really? You going to drink my beer and insult me?
1: That's what I do. That's exactly what I do.
0: That the, that's true. So I should have known better. Mhm. It's like so, reaching
1: your hand into a snake pit and then being pissed that you get bit. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. Doesn't
0: make any sense, does it? No,
1: no, no, no. All right. So, Fair my, enough. my heart is broken and it it does. You know, um this is this is the part that you're going to absolutely get all over me about. It does make it very hard to support Harley Davidson when you can see the writing on the wall where it's all about money.
0: Yeah, I think this is just about, the, the first step, the stage.
1: It, it really it really feels like it to me too which again, I've started on this venture a couple of years ago. We've always talked about loving the times of past, loving the old motorcycles. I really feel like I'm not buying any more new shit. Like, right. you know, I've, I've gotten rid of all my nice new motorcycles that I've ever owned or had. And, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of venturing back to building old bikes to ride daily. Like that's just kind of how it is for me
0: yeah i think we'll look back on this time and this is where harley died this is the 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 embryo of their doom
1: it it could i don't know man i'm not i'm not a big economist i guess
0: you gotta have a crystal ball but i'm just putting it out there
1: yeah it, it it could feel like that truthfully Like there's going to be a lot of Harley guys that are a lot more upset about it than I am. This is what I see too. You know, a lot of the young guys are like, or a lot of the Harley execs or some of the Harley guys that I know, they're like, look, you know, all the old guys are dying. We've got to get with the times. We've got to start producing stuff for these, this younger generation to get them excited about motorcycles and excited about Harley Davidson. Okay. I can see that you're a shitty company. If you don't, you know what I mean? Like everything will die off if you don't. But then I think about the old guys that fought overseas, you know, World War One, World War Two. I guess more so.
0: If you've met a guy that you fought in World War One, I'd like to meet him.
1: <laughs> well, that's I've, a stout son of a bitch. I have met guys. I was younger, clearly, yeah. but you, you, you see, you see what, what I'm saying? saying? Like in NOM and stuff, like those guys will absolutely dump the brand faster than anybody and everything as yeah. soon as they know that that's where they're money is and their market is and all that.
0: Yeah. And, and to me from my aspect of it is the whole idea of giving China a big chunk of money. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just that aspect alone, Mm -hmm. you know, shame on you.
1: Yeah. It's tough. No, granted, it's funny to say that because the electronics that we're recording on this, where are they from? Uh,
0: that I'm recording on, uh, actually Japan. So
1: yeah. a lot of shit is coming from that region anyway. And like, yeah. you know, like your cell phones, where do they come from? Where does China, the, where does the, ma- uh,
0: no? my cell phone is made in America.
1: Okay. You look that up just, the like, day. just like your victory, huh? Exactly. <laughs> just like
0: my victory. I didn't know that, but we got curious and looked it up here a while back. So indulge Motor me for on. a
1: second. The majority of the shit that people use today, where is it from China? So, it's so hypocritical to be so aggressive on roasting a lot of companies for going that route. That's a fair statement. But at the, but the same it's time. But Harley Davidson. Yeah.
0: True blue, red, white, and blue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tear. Wipe I see that.
0: I just thought maybe you splashed your beer. <laughs>
1: Never. You can't spill a drop of that.
0: So today is Christmas. What are you going to do when you leave here? Oh, man. Go spend it with family or yeah, tell yeah. them to get
1: lost? No, I, I will. I will. I'm kind of a family person, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, us
0: too. I mean, you know, the Norman Rockwell
1: <laughs> aunts,
0: uncles, nieces, kids.
1: Yeah, see, we are. We're, we'll have our own stuff, obviously. And then we'll, you know, my parents, my in-laws. We get, we're we young enough. We still have to run the game to go into all these different places.
0: Oh, you do, you make the rounds. Yep. So we yep. all do it in one time.
1: Yeah, see, you're old enough that everybody comes to you.
0: Actually, I get in the car and go to them.
1: Oh, man.
0: Bigger house. Yeah,
1: I can see that, I guess.
0: And they got a gigantic table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got a table, you can sit 20 people around.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So we've got a my, my side of the family, I think there's like 17 or 18 grandkids. We obviously go to my parents' house. I don't have any extended family that we go... You know, travel across states to go see, or they don't come here. It's essentially my parents, all my siblings, and then all the grandkids there. And it's, you know, we've got three brothers, one sister. So there's five of us, my two parents, and then all five of us, you know, have multiple kids. So it's a fucking madhouse.
0: Carter <laughs> getting anything uh, motorcycle related?
1: I got him a couple things, nothing, just some swag shit. Um, this, I think this winter, early year, we're going to build his dirt bike to be.
0: And you can say, because apparent. by the time this drops, he'll yeah. already, know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to, we're going to hop up the motor quite a bit, hop up the suspension on it. He's still such a little short statured guy. Um, he wants a freaking two stroke bike like crazy though. Who doesn't? So uh, we're kind of been on the fence of, do we build this little Honda or do we buy a two stroke? um Knowing me, we'll probably do both.
0: (laughs) Get him a Honda Elsinore 100. a 125, excuse me. Shit,
1: man. Find one. Yeah. It's not ridiculous.
0: All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. I appreciate you tuning in on this Christmas day. And if it's uh, another day, well, then still appreciate you tuning in.
1: And I don't care how you feel about it. This is not happy holidays. This is Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, indeed. Yeah. So, and Happy New Year, because that's just a few days away. corner, hip. So until then, stay safe, keep it on two wheels, and always stay riding.